welcome back to episode 9 of the Roehampton Lawcast. I'm Maureen and today we're joined by a Roehampton alumni. Hi guys, I'm Rakea. I graduated with a first class honours. I was secretary of the Law Society and I started up the Law Society study sessions. Today we are going to be talking about study skills, which are specifically relevant at this time of year, given that there's a lot of hand-in dates. Now is the time to pull your socks up and really get the work done. So with the uh, blended learning that we're doing, most people don't have exams, they're more sort of coursework-based exams. Do you have any top tips to how to complete those in you know, COVID times? I think the first thing to do is use all the online sources that are actually provided to you by the university and then get into contact with your lecturers now more than you would have done before. I think it's even more important now because you don't have that one-to-one time that you probably would have had with them if COVID hadn't happened. Um, But also use the time that you're given. So when you're given however many times, I know it's probably released already, that the coursework exams, use that time. Don't leave it to the last minute because there's a lot of stuff that you can talk about and then you have to edit out because of the word counts and stuff and it just puts a lot of pressure I think even more pressure because you're like oh I have to do well especially if you're third year um so I think do what you would have done without COVID but on a tenfold like do it 10 times more than you would have done because you don't have that same level of interaction with everyone that you would have had before do you think that researching it was harder for you when lockdown happened so in your second semester of third year did you find those assessments harder to do than previously or did you think it was basically the same personally i never really used the library anyway so most of my research i had to do online myself but with you guys i know that a lot of like there are different people who like physical copies and stuff so it probably is a lot harder for those people because you have to actually find things online but at the same time, it is harder to find things online because not everything is accessible. Like even if like there are certain textbooks that you can't get access to. Talking a little bit more specifically about the university um, resources, I know the workshops are have a handout every week. So was there any point where you used all the handouts to help you prepare for your assessments? I find that sometimes that's easier. Um, did you have anything like top tips for those? I think. When you get given a handout, especially for the workshops, they will always have a link to either your coursework or your exam. So A, I would say attend your workshops, even if you don't want to, because they really, really do help. And make sure you actually prepare for those workshops and don't just walk in sort of like, or attend online. I don't know whether it's either or, as if like, oh, you know, I just woke up and I I haven't even done any prep or whatever, and you just walked in. Because that really puts, the only person you're putting in a bad position is yourself because you're hindering yourself from being able to actually revise for the exam that like you have to take into consideration that these handouts are made by the people who are writing your exams so they know exactly what's in your exam and exactly what they're teaching you um there were like there will be certain modules where you probably look at a handout and go oh my god i see no relevance to this like to what i'm learning those are the ones that you should do the most the ones where you feel like, oh, I don't really know, like, I don't know how this is going to link to my exam. Do that. Like I said, your examiner is writing these handouts for you. There is always a reason to what they're doing. So I think just trust that your lecturers know what they're doing rather than sort of being a bit like, oh, like I didn't learn it in lecture sort of thing. So why should I have to do it in a workshop? So essentially, you're 
preparing yourself for yeah. the coursework early on. Yeah, because, oh yeah, because they're like coursework exams. It will get to a point where you'll sort of look at a question and it might even be that you open the coursework exam paper and you're like, oh, you know, I don't know what's going on here. If you've already had that sort of feel when you've done, when you've opened a, work, a handout and you've gone, oh, I don't really know, and then you've had to research it and sort of, you're already putting yourself into a position where you're able to look at a question that you probably have no idea about and apply the same skills that you would have done in the workshop to your coursework exam. Yeah, I also think it's important to keep going to your workshops even like, so we might have done the subject for the coursework, let's say in week five, after week five, attendance will tail yeah. off and people won't go. But they, the lecturers drop so many hints yeah. in those later workshops. It is worth it. Yeah, 100%. Like even when, we were, when I was studying, uh, there were certain modules where like if it's a hundred percent coursework for example, you probably learn whatever that top whatever topic is coming up in your coursework, you've probably learned that by the first four, five weeks. And then the rest of the semester is you're still learning other stuff to do with that module. But yeah, like you said, hundred percent like you can if you've actually done the coursework, you can go back into lectures and just indirectly sort of come up with questions. That obviously you're not gonna ask them exactly what you've written or is this right? But you can definitely go back and be like, oh, like I've researched this. I don't know if you know that actually applies, or does that like it does that exist, or is it true, or how can I use it, sort of thing. So definitely, like, if you, I think those that sort of method is probably best for like hundred percent courses is to just go, like, attend. So essentially, just validate your research. Yeah, yeah, and attend. I think yeah. attendance is attendance is like your lecturers will say it to you, but as student, attendance is so important. Um, it's actually like you will see a massive difference and putting the effort in um, into your degree will really you'll really see what you put in when you get your results and I think that's really important you can't put in 50% and expect to graduate top of the class like that's not going to happen or you can't not attend workshops and not attend lectures and just be like oh yeah I'll just I'll just breeze through it like there are people that do that and you know well done to them but the majority of people that you see with a good grade are people who have worked their absolute socks off to get it and it isn't easy as someone who has obviously done really well in coursework what is your like research where do you start so you get the coursework question you read it and you think what <laughs> where do you go from there okay so if i sit there and if i was to open a coursework and i didn't understand it i would turn to people in my cohort first to see like okay clear because we've all been to the same lectures Maybe I missed something, maybe I was late to one, maybe I didn't attend one that maybe they've attended and they might have heard something. I think that's always a good first place to start is to see what other people are saying. But then at the same time, it's a bit of a double-edged knife. Don't rely on them too much. Like if you know your stuff, if you have attended, you will know what you're talking about. So don't let, like if you're writing something completely different to someone else, don't let that get to you. But I think first port of call is to sort of just see the vibe amongst maybe not necessarily your whole entire cohort because you probably don't speak to everyone in your cohort, but the people that you speak to on a day-to-day -day basis, see what they're saying, brainstorm with them. And then from there, you can go and sort of maybe, I don't know, if there's a case in the question, research the case, see other cases that are linked to that case. I think it's a lot of... At the, if you see a question that you don't, that you have literally no idea, you have got to speak to someone. Because there's no way out of that situation. If <laughs> you don't even know what's going on, I think the best thing to do is reach out to people and see what people are saying. Obviously, people that you trust. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> what resources did you use? Because I know in my first year it was tricky, like, what is an online journal? Where do I find that? What books are good? What books aren't good? Um, just this goes without saying, Wikipedia, not good. Just for anyone listening that thinks it might be, because I have seen it and it's not good, don't do it. But um, yeah, what resources do you use? Or did you use? Okay, so for me, mainly, if I was like generally coursework's about like like I said like about a case or something or yeah. there's something that is a major thing that you must speak about I think I would go into Google that is my like honestly as even though like I know lecturers will probably tell you to use Webster and stuff my first port call would be Google I just put the, like something about the case into Google and just get a brief sort of idea about what the case was about and then from there you can go into like Lexus Nexus and Westlaw and stuff and put the case in and even when you get like a case summary it will tell you I think Lexus is really good for this actually it will come up with um no not Lexus Westlaw and Tom is it Tom? practical law that's really good because that will come up with loads of like other cases that were either mentioned in your case or cases that have a like a link to maybe the topic that your like your case is speaking about or cases that have like a similar background but have a descent like a different judgment and I think that's really good because that is where your critical analysis comes from is sort of like looking at the facts of the case that you're given perhaps and finding other cases that have similar facts that agree with the decision or that disagree with the decision and I think that's important so I think for me practical law is probably better because it gives more of a less academic feel to it it makes it feel a bit more like it's a bit more accessible than it would then sort of like lexus is i'm not really a fan of lexus to be honest See, i quite like Lexus. do you yeah do you really I like do. it yeah yeah i don't know um, i just feel like Westlaw is a lot more like yeah just there for i you. see what you mean whereas lexus is like you have to do a little bit yeah, of searching and yeah yeah oh uh, there was a case there was a couple of cases which i looked up on lexus and sort of the first sentence was and it, it doesn't say issues, but it sort of has it in italics and right and and and. Yeah, yeah. It's just all the keywords that w- this case will come up for when you search it up. So there was like misrepresentation yeah. and. Oh, and actually, that's another good thing. Actually, when you like, if you were to get a case, for example, when it has all that stuff, yeah, then you can take like the key, the most important word from there that applies to your yeah. coursework and put that into the search bar, and then you'd probably get. I mean, like, there's thousands of cases out there. You probably have to do a lot of filtering. Yeah but you will get there in the end. I yeah. know it is a mountain of a task, but Start that's early. the legal profession mm. for you, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> also wanted to touch on referencing, which is a bit of a minefield, it seems, for everybody um, at university. We obviously use Oscola at the law school. So how did you reference? Did you reference as you went along, or you just left it and you whacked them all in at the end? Okay, so first year, I left it and I worked more than at the end and I realised first year how time-consuming references actually are. And also, if you leave it till the end, you probably don't even remember what reference you used where. So, by the time I got to third year, what I started to do was, even like second year actually, I started to like semi-reference. So as I'm going along, put in a footnote, sort of reference it, so I've, like, if it was a book, I'll put the book. I wouldn't need the author because I'd have the book. Maybe the page number, because that's important. Like I wouldn't remember. By the time it comes to submitting my course, like, I've got no idea. I flipped through like a million books. I don't know what page is what. So just put like a little note, and then you can always come back at the end and neaten it up. And then 
it's less time consuming at the end especially if you're doing it last minute don't do calls like last minute but if you get to a stage where you are doing it last minute referencing will always take you time so leave yourself time out for referencing um, i think i do the same thing where the top tip is yeah. to, to semi-reference yeah. i wouldn't waste like especially if i'm in the zone of writing a piece of coursework i wouldn't then go oh i have to reference it let me write out the full complete with the italics and everything mm. reference and the brackets and everything yeah. but i would make a note so that i know where to come back to when i when i come to referencing that's always the last thing you should do the last thing you should do is reference personally i don't other people might disagree but I think that the last thing you should do is reference, but semi-reference as you're going along, mm -hmm. so you you have something there rather than nothing. Yeah, a lot of the time I'll just if it's a case or if it's a quote from a judgment of a case, yeah, I'll yeah. put the I'll judge's put the, name. Yeah. I'll put the case and and the year if I can. If not, then that's fine as well. You know, my years come a lot later. <laughs> square, no, but square brackets. And, no, that goes <laughs> so much later. I'll just put the case in and that's it. Move on. Just yeah. keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Especially, especially when you have like thousands of words to write and you've just started and it's like first reference second if you sit there and start referencing you might as well forget it <laughs> and your bibliography copy and paste your references from your footnotes and then like put it on a page and then fiddle around with it and then put it into alphabetical order i think you have to set it out as like cases legislations and secondary sources and whatnot so then put like your subheadings drive up the cases into like the cases section drive drive the legislation and then you can fiddle around with it and put it in the right format which is a little bit different to your footnotes but not massively different so you can literally use your footnotes as the foundation or the building blocks for your bib and you have to have a bibliography you must have a bibliography please it pulls your grades up even if it's by one maybe two percent that is literally the difference between a two one and a first so do it and do it well don't think oh like you know referencing is just just quickly do it in at the yeah. end um because they can tell your lecturers can tell that you've done it last minute and um it does look poor when you see a piece of academic writing but also if you are looking at other online like if you look at an ac academic journal they will have references of what they've used and that's good in terms of just going back to the previous question about like where like to look for for resources that's good like look at the references that another person has used or another academic has used and go and read that and go and see it okay because that might have you might read exactly what they've read and take something different to what this academic has said and then you can you know you can be like okay well this academic has said this you know but after reading it da, 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 so and so, so obviously don't use i in your essays because it's mm. wrong <laughs> obviously obviously, obviously. <laughs> in, in case you didn't know first years don't speak in the first person actually don't speak about any person like yourself the third person no you cannot do it at all in your coursework exam whatever it is just don't do it no i think this or even this essay will, like, get rid of it, cut it out. You need to, um, you know, you're doing a law degree, so you need to, it needs to look like it's a piece of legal writing rather than... A story. Yeah, yeah. and also rather than just something you wrote that you would have done in college or something at mm. university now, you need to... Up the game. Yeah. I think legal writing is very different from anything I did at college, which is yes. a baptism by fire when you get here, because... I did English, I did philosophy, like, I was writing very flowery essays about, you know, maybe this, maybe that, but Laura's like, bum, 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 yeah. like, yeah. fact, fact, fact decision, yeah, there's yeah. no, like, perhaps 
on one day this might happen or another this I mean if you can find cases that show that like I said like I think I spoke about like if you can get like cases with similar facts that have different judgments the way you want to put it down is not oh maybe this maybe that is you know you have to find the distinguishing factor between the two cases like even if they had the same facts why was that case decided differently what was so important or what was so different about that case that made it a completely different judgment like it gave a judgment in the completely opposite like the polar opposite of what had initially been discussed and I think that's in, I think that's where you get your marks is finding like even if you find like you can say like hey in this in this one case this happened but on the other hand in this case this happened that's fine but to get the top marks you really then have to be like okay well why like what was the difference what made everything so different and I think that is where you pick up a lot of the higher marks is being able to actually take two pieces of writing where everything is the same and it might be one small thing like, I don't know like for example let's say the, the time of day that the situation occurred or the witness that was there maybe their statement or something it just might it might even just be like a really small thing that tipped the scale but it's your job as a lawyer as a legal academic to find that piece and then to be like okay this is why it was different so the lecturers actually know like you know you've actually done your research you've actually read the cases you don't have to read the whole case you can read summaries if from the summary though then you, you really can't figure out what the difference was then yeah you might have to quickly skim read the um actual case and the actual judgment i think the like underlying factor here is that research takes a lot of time yeah don't try and smash it out in like three days because you're not going to do it to the right level yeah but also don't try and write it as you're researching it i definitely have done that before where you're like oh i've got like enough and then you start and then mm. you suddenly find holes and then you have to go back and then you have to try and work it in and it's just a whole mess and that's what yeah i think structure. yeah i think planning is key i think before you sit down to write you need to know what you're going to write because, like, even with me, there have been times when I've probably sat down to write an essay and I don't, like, I've done it, like, blind, just gone in, opened, opened the coursework and just started writing. And then I've realised I've had to do a lot more, like, shifting and, oh, actually, that doesn't make sense, you know, I've got to add something else in there, like you said, like, pockets of, like, there are gaps in your essay and that takes a lot of time to correct. Whereas if you sort of go, okay, well, if you, even if it's mental, like, it doesn't have to be a physical plan on a piece of paper or on a document, as long as you sort of know, okay, this is roughly what I'm gonna say, this is roughly, like, do you agree with the statement? That's the first, that is the most important question you have to ask yourself, is do you agree? Because that will show in your essay. If your essay, even if, like, you're finding distinguishing cases and you're, um, like finding things that are different if your essay question for example is a do you agree question even when you talk about okay this is different you still have to say yeah but i agree that you know i don't let's say they're talking about case law being um consistent or the law being consistent on a specific case if you find cases that are inconsistent with whatever the decision is or whatever they're talking about if you throughout your essay have been talking about consistency even when you put in the one inconsistent you have to play it off as if like, you know, there are some times, but most of the times or majority of the times, it is actually consistent. And even when it, and that's when the distinguishing factors things come in is, okay, the reason why in this particular scenario it was inconsistent is because actually it was different mm. to all the other cases that were consistent. And I think that's important. Like you have to, you really have to know what you're going to say before you say it because you can't, like that sort of contrast, you can't do just, typing your essay blind you're never going to get that level from it and your blind essays will probably 
I mean, I, I don't mark them, but they probably mm-hmm. will be not of a poorer quality, but probably get you a lower mark than maybe your well-researched essay. Yeah, they'll probably be less critically analytical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think critically analytical is the key word there. Yeah, it is. I think a lot of, I mean, for me, a lot of my coursework was like, critically analyse this, or mm-hmm. like, even with it, it might not say in like literal words, critically analyse, but that's, but what, that's what they're expecting yeah. from you when you're doing a law. Like they're expecting you to when you go to fight. Like if you want to be a lawyer, not go to fight. Sorry, <laughs> when you go to be a lawyer, when you when you go to like defend someone, you've got to be able to pick up on those things. You've got to be able to distinguish your case from perhaps a case that has similar facts but was decided against you, and you've got to be able to pick that stuff up. And mm-hmm. I think that is what they're trying to get you to do now, and it's important. You have to like. Up, so just to add in there, the one mistake that I did make a lot in first year is explaining the cases that I was using. There's no need for that. Don't do it. Yeah. No, <laughs> do not do I it. I mean, if it, you might, you might give like a a brief, a brief, one, but like, even then, if you're just just yeah. drop the case, tell me the decision. Exactly. I don't care. I really do not want to know every what? single detail of yeah. the case. All you've got to do is tell me, okay, this case agrees with whatever my decision is, yeah. or it supports what I'm saying, okay. and this is why it supports it. Just you don't really, need to tell me, okay, in this case, this person said this, and that person did this, and this time, <laughs> it's waffle, and no one wants to hear it, quite frankly. I wouldn't want to read it if I was electro marking it, and I'm sure lecturers don't want to read it. So, get rid of it. Cut yeah. it out. You're not writing the story. Yeah, you're not. You're not at all. It needs to be, but you need to, you need to have some, you need to be concise with what you're saying. Um, there are more make it link at the end just like one sentence at the end that links it back to the question Mm. because you will if you're doing that you're constantly hitting the marks you're constantly like okay this is what i'm saying and this is why it's relevant this is what i'm saying and this is why it's relevant if you like leave out that this is why it's relevant until your conclusion the whole essay just sounds like this is what i'm saying 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 and Oh, here we go. This is why all of everything I've said is relevant. Like you're not analyzing every little point that you've said, and that's important to do in an essay. Is analyze everything that you're saying. Everything has to link back to the question. Otherwise, like you might not feel like it's waffle, and a lecturer might. But if you put at the end, this is why it's not waffle, <laughs> it will just change everything. It will flip the whole game. Like you'll be like the lecturer will be like, oh my god, I didn't see it like that. And you made me see something that perhaps I didn't notice myself when I was perhaps reading the case or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, always link it back to the question. Um, open question. Has anyone used Studiosity? Thoughts on, on it? I didn't use Studiosity. When, I think it just recently... Yeah, it is yeah, quite new to be you might have When I it. was at uni, yeah, I think it was there like last, maybe like last semester of uni, so when we were in like lockdown and stuff. I didn't really use it um, but that's what I set up the study sessions for was because obviously I felt like I didn't have anyone or I felt like when I was first year second year I didn't have anyone other than the lecturers that I could reach out to and I know that reaching out to lecturers can not for everyone because yeah. some people obviously are quite confident but for other people it's a bit more like you know I don't you know, I don't really want to speak to them or they're my lecturer I can't really be open with them and I think if Studiosity is run by students... I don't know who it's run I by. Don't, yeah, oh. I'm not sure. You, you basically, you send off your... It's online. But Oh, so you don't actually have to speak to people. No, you no, don't. Speak you just anyone. send it online. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little bit anonymous. It's yeah. completely anonymous. Yeah, you send it off and then they'll read it. They obviously won't tell you if your case law is right because they're not lawyers. Yeah. They'll just say, like, this sentence like, is... Bag. 
Yeah. Like Grammarly, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Like Grammarly, yeah. But it's, it's much more in-depth, because obviously mm. I've used Grammarly before, and you have to pay yeah, um, yeah. to get a certain level. But it's, yeah, it's much more in-depth. Yeah, I think one of my friends, she's doing Masters here, actually, and she said she used it, and apparently they were really quick. And they so got, quick. They got back to you. So if you have that available to you, use it. Because when you're writing your own essay, you will not spot mistakes. Or if you don't want to give it to Studio C, get one of your friends to proofread it. They will always spot a spelling mistake mm. or a, a comma that is, is that should be there that you haven't put in or like your sentence is too long and they can always give you feedback on that. That is how, that's how we did it when we were at uni, you know, we, I'm saying it like it was eight. Yeah, back in the day. When I was at uni, the, the way that we went with it was if I was going to write my essay, I would give it to one of my friends to proofread you know I've, I've done my essay now can you just can you just check it for me or most of the times it was actually me proofreading for my friends but it's just it's such an eye-opener because it's like they're they've written it and they think okay it's ready to submit and you've read it and you've gone okay well that sentence doesn't make sense you know and, yeah. or that you know or you might notice that they've just left something and they haven't linked it back to the question or someone might notice that about your paper and be able to tell you, you know, just add a little bit something here or, you know, take this off, it's, it's waffling. And I think a third person's insight is really, really helpful. And also, if you get to a stage where you're like, oh my God, I don't know what else to write, that is the time for you to just close your laptop, leave it, walk away from it, just have a life for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you can always come back to it and you can always open it up again and you'll just have, I wouldn't want to say creative juices flowing, but... A fresh sort mind. Of, yeah, fresh you sort of have, yeah, you look at it with a, pair, a fresh pair of eyes and that is sometimes just going out for some fresh air is really important because, I don't know, a lot of us sort of once we start writing our coursework, that's it, we spend a couple of hours just sitting, same spot, same room, same four walls, writing about the same thing and I think sometimes you just need to break up the pattern. Don't feel like all you have to do because it's a law degree is study, study, study. I think it's also important to just have a life and be social mm-hmm. because it that's really when you can start focusing more on work if you're just constantly in four walls you will pull yourself down and you will not perform as well as you would do if you just live life normally and that's why we don't leave it until the night before yeah, so you can exactly. walk away <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i can't do it early because you can speak to someone about it you can get another person's opinion you can bounce your ideas around if you leave it to the last minute People have probably done their assignment, put it aside, moved on to the next one. So if you go back to ask them about the assignment that they've already done, mm. they're going to have no idea. They're going to be like, oh, sorry, like, you know, it's going to take them a while to get back into the zone of that specific mm. module. So do it when it, like, when, don't do it when it releases, but have a look at it, sort of get your ideas going, sort of maybe do, you don't have to spend hours and hours just sitting reading a book, but do a bit of research, do a little bit a day, take a bit of a chunk off every single day so you're working towards a goal rather than, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I can't bother today, I'll do it tomorrow. And then that just builds up and then it's like, oh, right, I've only got a day left until the assignment now. Because to be honest, you won't get the same level of help that you're expecting because people are going to be busy doing their own assignments and your friends will be busy doing their own things and, you know, you won't really be able to grab hold of a lecturer because they might not be in that day or there's so many things that will happen outside of your control that you might not notice or you might not think about if you leave something last minute, so yeah, don't do that. And going back to a point that Amy made actually a couple of podcasts ago, um, it was she that she separates her course was it wasn't coursework modules and gives them a day to do. So like for example, Monday I'm doing contract, Tuesday I'm doing property. I think that's actually really helpful. I started applying that to me, 
and um, in that way I was able to just concentrate on that one module and that just think about that rather than think about all the other modules and all the other assessments I have to do and especially with multiple assessments I think that's important to break it all up yeah and just I think sure. having a schedule having a system having having something in place you can't come into a law degree and be disorganized mm. you have to know what you're doing and when you're doing it it can't be I just do everything on one day and a fair point is to break it up because it means you can give your undivided attention to one whole module you can do all the research for that module or half the research or however long it takes to research however much research you get done it will be all dedicated to one module when you start doing this skipping around modules your brain gets really frazzled because you're doing so many different things at once take it day by day take it as okay today i'm doing property okay mm -hmm. tomorrow i'll i don't know and set yourself a target like today i have to have 500 words written do it like that and until you don't have 500 words don't get up i know i said obviously go out and have have a break but small but, goals yeah set yourself a goal for like okay this is what I'm doing today you know okay I don't know today I want the case law to be done I want all I want my referencing to be done mm. or I want to have my introduction written my body, body, body or my mind for the research yeah or whatever your target Sorry. is for that day set yourself a target and achieve it and then once that target is achieved you will feel better about going back to it the next day okay now you know like I said if you're taking chunks off day by day you're not gonna it's not gonna keep building up on you it's not gonna sneak up on you one time like all of a sudden you'll be like okay i've got this under control and i think that's important is having things under control don't let things get too out of control and if you find yourself in a difficult situation or things have happened that are out of your control speak to someone because everybody is here to help you so don't feel like you're ever alone in anything there are so many people that you can speak to and everyone here especially in the law department they are all very understanding and I'm sure they would always reach out to help you guys too. So don't, please don't feel like you can't reach out to people. Maybe for whatever reason you can, you always can. Um, but yeah, having a plan is definitely, it helps a lot. Having a schedule does definitely help because you can stick to it. Mm -hmm. And again, like if you met your target, you, you'll feel better compared to just letting things pile up and not having a clue about what's going on. I'm going to Raquel's point of uh, having things out of control. There's always things going on, and especially in this current yeah. climate, I think that um, if there is anything that happens, obviously the university does have mitigating circumstances. Um, you can always make an application for that. That's on the university student portal. And you can always book an appointment with the RSU as well to discuss things that have happened. Or, I mean, I wouldn't advise talking to your lecturers about it unless... Is directly affecting. Yeah. So if um, you've like skipped a few lectures, yeah. or uh, <laughs> if you skipped a few lectures, and you know, you know, you're like, you know, you haven't attended, or it's one yeah. lecture that you keep missing. Yeah. You keep missing. For example, I don't know. Let's say contract. You keep missing contract law. Go and speak to your contract yeah. law lecturer and explain the situation to them and tell them, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not just bunking it or I'm not flunk. I'm not just yeah. not coming in. I have something that I'm dealing with, and I'm sure they will understand. And at least that way, if you don't speak to your lecturer. They can tell that you're not in. They have a whole list of people that should be here. They have yeah. picked, like they know you're not in, and they will just put it down to the student doesn't care. Yeah. Don't let them think that. Yeah. Because if you let that this student doesn't care mentality build up, when you go to reach out for help, whenever they will just be like, well, why are you coming to me now? You didn't attend the lectures, and that's an honest, that's a very natural way of thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, I would think that if one of like my students didn't attend my class, they'd be like, okay, why are you coming to me now for? You didn't even bother attending. Yeah. If you went and spoke to someone and said, look, this is the situation I'm going through, perhaps this is why I'm not attending, 
they will understand mm. and they will be able to be like they will help you out they'll be like okay look let's come to it let's you know let me try and see what i can do to help yeah. you maybe i can give you a bit of extra support maybe i can email the powerpoint yeah. slides to you maybe i could give them to you a bit earlier so you yeah. can look through it earlier there is so many different ways around a difficult situation and i i think it's just really really important to know that there are people to help yeah and your lecturer Always. will help you yeah especially so. that specific module lecturer they will not they will not shut the door on you mm. if you're struggling. So an emphasis on Speaking, make sure yeah. you reach out. Yes, definitely reach out. Even if it's okay, even if it's not about <laughs> like your your situation. Maybe it's just about the coursework. Maybe you just don't know what's going on. Just email your lecturer and say, look, I've done a bit of research. I'm a bit lost. Can we? I don't know. Book in a Zoom meeting because that's mm-hmm. how things are now. Can we just talk about this over Zoom or whatever, or however, however you guys are contacting contacting your lecturers now? And there's a lot of drop-in sessions that have been scheduled for. Use oh my god, use those drop-in sessions. Like I said, it just lets you put things out. When you say things out loud, I think you realise sometimes actually that doesn't even make make sense. You might say something out loud and go, mm, actually, I I see why. Maybe I'm not going to even use that in my course. Like you've just said it out. You've just said it out loud to someone else. You just had a conversation with someone else. I think that's important as well. Talking to people is really, really important, I think, personally. I think you can tell because I talk loads. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap before mm-hmm. this becomes full-blown therapy session. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. No, you guys are more than welcome. I guess we'll catch you next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we wish you all the best of luck with your coursework, with your exams. Hopefully you've already started them. If not, start them now. Yes, <laughs> start them. And good luck, guys. It will be okay. You'll yeah. get through it. Don't worry. And we'll link in Studiosity and RSU in the bio. Or is it in the bio? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, bye. Bye.